This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Freeman, and you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. In this episode today, we are going to talk about why most personal trainers have no personal saving. This is one that hits home hard to Lockie and I. We were trainers for years. We had no savings for years. Now we run gyms, we got heaps of trainers, and we know often these trainers have no savings, and it is one of the most upsetting and awful periods of your life when you don't have personal savings, when you're out there changing lives every day as a trainer. It's one of the best careers you can have. So today we want to go into how you can fall into that trap and then obviously how you can get yourself out of it as well. So nice, nice. first up, and I think this is the, one of the most important factors of why it happens, is there's a lack of mentorship in gyms because it's such a young person's game for right. this training that most people who are PTs in the gym yeah, like they're in their very, very early 20s, mm. really, really young. And you just don't care about your savings at that point. And there's not many 30-year-old, 40-year-old trainers rocking around like, oh, you know what, man, like I was the same as you doing really well in the early days and really important. You put something away for the future, you know, for your next business goal or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think the um, the corporate environment has always been a, an environment of mentorship. If you obviously, if you find the right company, but, you know, yeah, with personal training, if anything, the older guys are your competitors. You know, you're on the gym floor. Don't talk to my client. He's mm. my client. I'm talking to that person. Don't go with them. You know, I'm cheaper. Go with me. They're too expensive uh, or they're old, like, so don't worry about them. So you become, I wouldn't say enemies, but, you know, you are competitors, right? Yeah. Sometimes enemies. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. But, and generally, if you're in an environment where you're all, uh, you know, you're all working together and you're a team, maybe you're at a CrossFit gym and there's, you know, a bunch of coaches, they're all working together. You're probably all similar age in the same boat, right? And maybe no one really has that much savings or it's like, well, hold on, we make the same. So like, why are you teaching me about savings? Yeah. It's like, I, I've got the same amount of money as you. Most people are generally only going to listen to people about savings that have a lot more money than them, right? So in the same way that, you know, people that are, you know, really in shape, they're generally going to listen to people uh, that are in way better shape than them, not people that are in the same shape as them. Like, okay, cool. Like, mm. yeah, but we lift the same way and we look the same. So, like, I'm not going to learn much from you. So, it is hard because there aren't people out there that are like, I'm a really financially successful personal trainer. Let me mentor you on, like, how you can have more savings, more money in the bank account. Sometimes you don't even have a boss. Yeah. You know, because you're just, you're just subleasing off a gym. So, there's literally nobody there to be like, oh, you know, we're paying you this. Good idea. You know, you, you put this amount away. Mm. Uh, and I think another reason which goes into this is this in personal training, there's a lot of short-term thinking and not a lot of long-term thinking. Right. I think that most people are talking about, you know, how I can get from 20 sessions to 30 sessions, 30 sessions to 40 sessions, how I can charge a bit more. And there's not too much long-term thinking of like, okay, where am I going right now? That's going to get me to where I want to go in five years time, in 10 years time. Mm. I don't really know the reason, but just in this industry, people really seem short term focused. Yeah. Well, I'd say like what, a, what we experience a lot with the coaches that we hire that were personal trainers for themselves is they did reach that point, right? Where they were only thinking short term and then, you know, 10 years goes by, five, 10 years goes by. And they go, well, shit, okay, well, I'm charging the most out of anyone or I'm charging kind of the most I want to charge per hour. I'm full. I don't have any more clients. And like, I really don't have that much money. Like, I'm kind of stuck, right? Maybe their, their lifestyle's grown with their salary, which is really common. They haven't been able to put enough savings away. And then what happens is they, go, they quote unquote become trapped, right? And that's really the, the hard part. I have to go to work at 5 a.m. every day. I have to do this, have to do that. I'm not saying everyone's free from that because very, very few people are actually free, financially free. But I'm just saying it's more they weren't thinking long term as to what would happen when they reach this point. They think things would be very different. Oh, I have so much money by the time I've got 50 sessions mm. a week, clients 150 bucks, 200 an hour. Like I'll be killing, I'll be fine. 
But what, what we're going to find out about savings and, and building savings is the habits begin early, right? It's not really about how much money you earn. It's in fact your relationship with money and how you treat that money. Yeah, and then I think what tends to happen is traders have variable income, right? And this is where you can get stuck a lot is that when you have a, uh, most people, they get a job, they're like, okay, I'm going to get paid round numbers, $100,000. Great, I'll try and save 10,000 of that or 15,000. And you know, and you know how much you get every week. It's like, it's just simple, right? How much you need to save every week. Mm -hmm. The problem with training is that it's variable. You could be earning double one week what you earned the previous week. And then you right. might, you get to a certain point where you're like, cool, I'm making $2,000 every week. And then, you know, you have the weeks where clients are sick, they cancel their sessions, um, maybe they don't show up to their sessions. Maybe you get sick, maybe you get on holidays and all those kind of bad weeks add up. That missed income is often the amount they planned on saving. Save, yeah. That's the whole amount. And they were like, no, man, I make this much a week. But when you actually space it out the year, yeah, they made it 48 weeks out of the 52 cool, you lost 10% of the year, that's where your savings went, yeah. you know? And they're planning off the best weeks. They're not planning off the off the zero weeks. Yeah, and I'd say like what can happen as well, which is like pretty common and definitely something that I did when we were younger is you have, you know, a lot of consistent average weeks. Maybe you dip sometimes, but it's average, average. And then you have like a really good week. And mm. like, this is the point where you need to treat it like an average week and then put all that away. Be like, not average week, everything stays the same, but you're like, holy shit, I just doubled my income for the week or like this client paid up front for like the whole year or you got some lump of cash straight away and you just go and spend it, right? Because you're so used to not having money to spend and you're just saving a little bit and living at this constant point that you get this massive upswing and then you treat it as if your entire salary has changed to that level. Whereas that's just like a spike and it's going to come back down. But there's a lot of psychology to it, right? You see that number and you think that's a, that's, that's a huge number. I've not seen that mm. before. So like there's heaps in there. Like I'm good. I'm gonna go do this, spend a bit more here, do that. And it's not like anything extravagant necessarily. It's not like you go out to Louis Vuitton and you buy a $10,000 t-shirt. I don't even know if they sell $10,000. They probably do. A $1,000 t-shirt, right? It's more like, oh, well, I'm gonna like shout everyone dinner today mm. or I'm gonna like go and buy this, you know, extra pair of shoes that I wasn't thinking about. And it's like this little bit every like here and there that you do over the month and then it's gone right? And then you're back to square one, but you feel really good, right? Oh, I got the new pair of shoes and mm. like, yeah, we had a great time when we were out and like, I felt really awesome and blah, blah, blah. And things kind of go back to normal, but then you get to the end of the year and you realize well, all this money's passed through my hands. I don't have any of it in my account. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, honestly a really shit feeling that I think everyone can probably relate to. And I still think it goes back to part of the fact is because you're not on a team. So there's no one there to call you out. You right. know, when you're on a team, you're like, oh, maybe you all got your bonus for the year. Everyone kind of knows roughly how much the bonus is. And someone might be like, hey, you know, bro, like before you go crazy, like we might not get our bonus next quarter. You know, it's winter next quarter. There's going to be less sales at the gym. Whatever there is, there's some accountability there. When you're on all on your own, no one knows how much money you make. So right. everyone's going to be like, oh yeah, awesome, man. You're killing it. Go enjoy yourself. No one's there to call you out. No one really holds you accountable. No one gives you the unpopular opinion of like, hey, dude, it might be different in a month's time when all your clients go on holiday. Mm. So you just don't have that level of accountability from your peers. Uh, and that's how you can find yourself in trouble when you don't see what's around the corner. Yeah, yeah. And I think is the more like financially responsible people you spend time with, the more it's going to rub off on you as well. Mm. And so if you never have those people around you, it's hard to kind of learn from others because we learn so much from each other that if you can put yourself in a great team environment, a great environment where people are sensible with their money, people are not extravagant, people treat money responsibly, uh, then what you're going to do is you're going to have a lot of those habits rub off on you. And if you, if you don't, that's really your fault. But at least you've been giving yourself the best chance with uh, your peers, having the right peers. You know, probably one of the worst ones as well is when you get paid in cash. Yes. Like when you get when you get paid in cash, it is sweet, it is tax-free, but it's easy come, easy go. Yeah. There's something about the cash sitting in your wallet that... It falls it, out of your hands. It, 
It's disappearing. <laughs> it it evaporates. And the truth is, man, if you're just like getting into your 20s and you're getting older, you just can't run your life that way. Where you just got like bulging wallets of cash and then you just spend it. You don't really know what happened to it. There's no tracking, nothing. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, everyone's going to take a bit tax free, but you still need to find a way to be sensible with it. And you can't be running it like how a five-year-old runs their lemonade stand. No, no one has ever gotten their cash and then pulled it out at the end of the week and gone, one, two, three, four. Oh, that's actually way more than I expected. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's way less Where than I remember. <laughs> who stole my cash? <laughs> who stole? Who robbed me? Halfway through the week. That's how it usually goes. So yeah, you got. I reckon be limited with cash. I mean, I took a, ch- a chunk of cash the other day and it was just like tracking it and the admin behind it. I was like, yeah. this is just a waste. So I just put it in the bank. I'm like, this, we're in a new system now. Like it's just, it's archaic. It's not going to work. Not only that, if you think about the a normal employee that goes and gets a different job, right? Say they're outside of training or they're a PT at a good business like ours. You get, first we pay you, but you know, we take out your tax for you. So yeah. at the end of the taxi, you get money back. Obviously as well, I'm going to take 10% of your income and I'm going to put that in your superannuation account. So I'm building up, you know, your nest egg. For it's, like you. your, it's like your 401k. Yeah. If you're in America. That shit when you, when you're really old, you get it, right? Wait, what's it called in the, the UK? I don't know. I think, oh, I think it's your pension. I think, okay. something, I think it's your pension. Something okay. like that. Anyway, it's the money you get when you're like 60 to 70 years old, right? We're doing all those things. When you get paid in cash, you don't do any of those things. Right. So you, you might not even have money set aside to pay your tax at the end of the year. You've already spent all the money that you collected for tax. You definitely haven't put away any money into your super account. I reckon most trainers have zero dollars in their super account, right? Which is, you know, whatever you think of that, you know, it's not going to make a huge difference in your life till you're older. But most people would say, oh, it's not a great idea, right? Yeah. So you just have to be aware that because you've gone into the game of personal training, you have to be way better than the average person in your personal finances because you don't have all the things the government has set up to make you be responsible, like taking out your tax, taking yeah. out your savings. Yeah. And I will just say, like, it's actually not that complicated. I think the world of personal finances, mm. like people just create content to create content, right? To have something to talk about. But at the end of the day, it is very simple, right? It's just about percentages. Mm. It's just about being responsible, knowing how much tax you owe, knowing how much you can save, keeping your lifestyle expenses below what you earn. And outside of that, it's just it's just about doing That's it, it, right? So it's it's just about trainer. the action of education, uh, execution. Yeah. How deep I've dived into it before and I start realizing all these tax things and loopholes and property and all these different crazy stuff and you think, you know, until you just have like so much money that you can spend time on this, really just focus on your career, right? And just have these core principles in place, be responsible and then it will take care of itself. There will be money there for when you have the time when you're in maybe your 40s, 50s, 60s where it's like, okay, mainly I'm investing now because, you know, I've set myself up. I'm not as tied to my income. I have a nest egg. Then it's time to learn about that sort of stuff. But I think for now, pretty simple, right? Make sure there's just, make sure there's a gap that you can put away to protect yourself and all this crypto and all this mm. stock and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, it's important, but for the amount of money that you'll be putting in it compared to some other people, uh, you, you know, you're fine for now. It's not not a huge concern. I wouldn't I wouldn't lose too much sleep over this stuff. I'm not saying it's not important, but it's not nowhere near as, uh, as important and I think as, sorry, not important, nowhere, nowhere near as hard as what people make it out to be. To yeah, and I mean, the point of this video is not, not so much that you get rich, it's more that if you have no savings, you make stupid decisions. So when you get to no savings, you, you take on the clients you shouldn't have taken on. Yeah. You do the hours you shouldn't have done or you just have to make rash decisions because you literally need money in your account, ASAP to buy things. Whereas when you have the savings, you just don't make those stupid decisions, right? Yeah. You get rid of the clients you don't want. So what can you do about it? I think one of the first things you can do is just have way better payment terms as a business. So you can get into trouble because you, A, maybe you let clients pay session by session. You should be obviously charging them up front so you get the money in advance and then you can start planning it out. 
you can't let them not pay just because they didn't turn up to the session, right? Yeah. You've usually got to have something so that when they take an extended break, if they want to stay as a client, they're still paying you some money. Maybe it's less, maybe you're doing programming for them, but you're doing something. So you have some consistency in your income because it's the wild inconsistencies and being let down from money you thought you were going to get. That's where I think, yeah, it does actually become hard with personal finance. But if you can just be strict, pay it up front, pay when you're away, pay if you don't show up, it makes it easier to plan and easier to just be on top of your money. Yeah, like I would say one thing that um, you've done f- for me and, and our business, I've not done it as much, mm-hmm. but is forecasting, right? Is actually planning out 12 months in advance and going, okay, what is a worst case scenario here with my my revenues, my income? What is a, what is a likely scenario and what is the best case scenario, right? And then planning for the worst, right? So planning, okay, if I do have this many clients and I don't hit the growth targets, right? And I do mm-hmm. have some people miss sessions and I don't actually take my price up, what? What am I going to earn? Okay, cool. It's 50 grand in the year. All right, we're going to have to adjust my lifestyle accordingly. Probably not going to be able to buy those shoes or buy that course I wanted to buy or yeah. you know, maybe go on that holiday I wanted to take because I have to prepare for my worst case scenario. And then what is my likely scenario? Okay, I end up growing by this many clients per month. I end up charging a little bit more, right? And then all best case, all right, crazy growth. I, I decide I want to charge more. I get the balls and you know, I, I get really good at sales. All these sorts of things. And then you can adjust your expenses accordingly. I think just some basic 12-month forecasting will go a long way. Most people are just month to month, right? They just, hope, they just hope it's going better than the month before. It's spot on. Just plan out the year and then just plan to live on you know, somewhere between like your worst possible case and like a moderately bad case. Plan yeah. to live on that. And when you go better, that's an easy problem to solve. That yeah. is a fun problem to solve with the extra money. Yeah. Don't plan to live on your best case scenario. Get the dream client find an extra three days in your week to train clients that's yeah. what most people do right they, they plan on the on the absolute best case scenario uh, and then the second point I had was you should treat your revenue as a PT more as business revenue and don't just treat it as personal income you obviously can but I think you, that's when you get into bad decisions I would treat it as like oh this is what my business makes every year and then this is what I pay myself and then you'll start treating it more like how a business treats it right a business doesn't get money and go, okay cool we got this much money this month. Let's go spend it all, plus a little bit. No one does that, right? They go, okay, so business income. Let's set aside the tax money. Let's set aside some profits for reinvestment into the future to you know grow the business into the future. What am I going to do with it? They don't just think, spend it all. So I would have your own salary that you take out of your business revenue, which is obviously your PT revenue. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Guys, if you got value from this, obviously, if you've uh, literally put money in your savings account right now because we scared you, that's value. So what you got to do is go below. Let us know in the comment section if you enjoyed this or if you want other videos. Maybe there's different topics around personal finances or money or personal training, gym ownership, anything with fitness entrepreneurship you think we could provide value with. Let us know in the comments below and then hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. That always helps us out tremendously and we'll speak to you on the next video.